Welcome to the Marriage Steps Podcast, where developing a long-lasting, happy relationship is the status symbol to achieve, and following my six marriage steps is a path to help get you there. The six steps are establishing a covenant foundation, owning your brokenness, learning to share power, developing emotional attachment, cultivating sexual fireworks, and staying in love. I'm your host, Dr. Wyatt Fisher, licensed psychologist and marriage counselor. If you enjoyed the episode today, please subscribe, click the five stars, and leave a review. The more positive reviews I receive, the higher the podcast will appear in search results so others can find it and receive tools for their marriage. Also, I'm hosting a live episode on Fridays from 4.30 to 5.30 Mountain Standard Time where I take phone calls with any questions about marriage, so be sure to call me at 303-596-6836 Fridays from 4.30 to 5.30. I've not been able to provide that the last two Fridays because I was getting ready for my total marriage refresh seminar And I'm actually not going to be able to provide that the next two Fridays either because I'm going on vacation for Thanksgiving break. So I apologize in advance. But after that, I promise to bring that back because I love being available to all of you listening so that if you have questions, you want to pick my brain, I'm here for you. I do want to do a quick shout out to all the people I saw at the Total Marriage Refresh this past weekend in Denver, Colorado. It was a great crowd. I think there was about 92 couples. And just a wonderful day. So I feel so fortunate to be able to provide information to so many couples and to have it impact their lives. And then during all the breaks to be able to field their questions and just so many wonderful people were there. got to talk to so many different people. Um, So if that's you, if you came, thank you so much for coming. And it was a, a pleasure and a privilege serving you throughout the day. Today, I'm going to talk about six tips for building teamwork in marriage. If we really search over our heart of hearts, I think a lot of us would agree that a top goal, if not the goal for marriage, is to develop a sense of teamwork, a sense of we-ness, a sense of togetherness, so that we're not alone on this planet facing life. And a lot of us, that's why we get married, because we want a partner but we're not very good at being partners with our partner. And a lot of us need help on how do we become good partners? What does that look like? What pulls us apart? But that's the goal. One of the ultimate, if not the ultimate goal in marriage is to become partners with your partner. So I'm going to go through some tips to consider on building a sense of teamwork, a sense of weeness, a sense of togetherness, because it's usually there in the beginning. It naturally develops in the very beginning when we're dating, but through the years, that sense of togetherness falls apart. And when that falls apart, everything falls apart with it. We don't feel emotionally connected. And when we don't feel emotionally connected, the physical connection falls apart. And so a lot of a healthy marriage hinges upon how much the couple feels like they're a team. And if you were to interview a lot of couples on the street, a lot of couples you know, I can almost guarantee most of them would say they do not feel like a team with their partner on multiple areas. And the more you don't feel that, the more everything starts to crumble. So the first part I'm going to cover here is different things that can pull us apart. So the first thing that can pull us apart are topics. For example, money. A lot of couples fight about money because they have a different value system around money. Some spouses are spenders. Some are savers. You know, Some view money as power. Others view money as 
as anxiety because of how they were raised around money. Everyone has a different relationship with money and different perspective on money. And a lot of times, spouses have different approaches to money, so it, it pulls them apart. Another topic that can pull a couple apart is parenting. One parent is the disciplinarian. The other parent is more lenient. And so they, they butt heads and they lock horns over how to parent their children. And so it pulls them apart. Another topic for a lot of couples is sex. You have the high libido partner, and then they're married to someone with a low libido. And then how how do they navigate that? And how do they honor both people and try to navigate those waters? And a lot of couples don't navigate that very well. And that's another topic that pulls couples apart. So that's one tip to consider is what topics are pulling you and your spouse apart. So in my marriage, my spouse and I, are completely different in a lot of areas. On the parenting front, I can become more the disciplinarian. My wife tends to be more lenient. On the sexual front, I'm the high libido partner. My wife is the low libido partner. And so those topics, if we're not careful, pull us apart. So what topics are pulling you apart? Tip number two is personalities can pull us apart. I give all couples I work with the Neo Big Five, and that's a great assessment to look at the Big Five personality traits so you can see which traits you have in common with your spouse, which ones you don't have in common. But personality differences can pull us apart. You have an extrovert mixed with an introvert. You have a high-energy person mixed with a low-energy person. And the list can go on and on and on with all these personality differences that can pull us apart. And in my marriage, we have big differences in that area again. I'm the extrovert. My wife is the introvert. I'm the high-energy spouse. My wife is the low-energy spouse. So these temperament differences can be another factor that can pull us apart and can pull you apart. So what are the main personality differences you have with your partner and how does that pull you apart and make you feel like you're not a team? Another thing that can pull us apart, this is tip number three, is schedules. Schedules can pull us apart. Schedules can include too much traveling, too many hobbies, or how we're spending our time, maybe too much tech time, too much TV time, too much you know, social media time, you name it. But our schedules and how we spend our time is another factor that pulls us apart in marriage. By the way, you don't have to try to drift apart in marriage. It's your natural momentum in marriage is to drift apart. If you're not actually actively fighting that, it's going to happen. It's a matter of time. We're imperfect people, and then we have all these things pounding us apart from one another. So those are the top three things to watch out for that can pull you apart. Topics personality, and schedules. So tip number four starts getting into some solutions. So a top solution I would highly recommend you start to consider is a weekly meeting with your spouse. Think of your spouse as a business partner because together you are tackling a lot of topics that impact both of you, all sorts of topics. And I'll get into that in the next point. But consider you and your spouse that you are business partners. And what do good business partners do? They have meetings. They have regular meetings. So they're on the same page. So they're communicating. So they're negotiating. They're delegating. They're prioritizing. That's what meetings do. And that's why effective businesses have meetings. Imagine running a business with a business partner and you never have a meeting with them that business is going to suffer and probably fail. And so that is 
what happens in marriage is that we have all these things that we're trying to manage together and all these things that are pulling us apart, but we never have meetings on how to work through all these topics. And that leads me into tip number five. So in the meeting, ideally you'd have a once a week meeting with your spouse. In the meeting, cover all important topics for you as a couple. And that's going to vary based on where you are in your life stage. But for my wife and I, we have to cover money because that's a big topic. We have to cover parenting. We have four kids aged 10 to 16. We have to cover our love buckets. And if you've been to my conferences or if you've worked with me in my practice, you know what that is. And basically, the love buckets are a list of your top fillers you need to feel loved and satisfied. And the drainers are the top things that make you feel the opposite. So in this meeting time, that's the time to be giving and receiving feedback on how well you're filling or draining your spouse's love bucket. So all of those topics are vital to cover in your once a week meeting because it airs out what you're feeling. It, it prevents things from building up so you don't get agitated and either pull away or start blowing up. And it starts getting you on the same page and the same team so you can see where you're at, where your spouse is at, what concerns do they have, what concerns do I have. And this will vary how long it takes you. For my wife and I, this takes us about two hours a week, this meeting. And we just did one uh, Sunday night, for example, and we did it from 8 to 10. You know, we put our youngest to bed and our older kids were still awake, but they were doing different things. And we just went to our bedroom, shut the door, and we had this meeting because in a lot of ways, we are business partners and we want to be a successful business, which is a successful marriage. And therefore, we need regular meetings because within the meetings, that's where you can start becoming a team again. And that leads me to step number six. So within the meeting, remember two things. The first thing is you have to remember the bounce the ball technique. And as a reminder, the bounce the ball technique is you state your opinion on the topic and then you bounce the ball and ask your spouse, what do you think? They state their opinion and then they bounce the ball back to you and you say, what do they ask you? What do you think? And at that moment, things change because now I've heard my spouse's position and I've shared mine. And so before I respond back, I need to adjust my position by a few degrees to honor what my spouse just said. And then I state my new opinion. And then I bounce the ball and say, what do you think? And then she needs to do the same thing. She needs to consider my perspective and adjust her position by a few degrees to honor me and then bounce the ball back to me and say, what do I think? So you keep moving back and forth like that until you reach a win-win. But you need to go into these meetings with a teachable spirit and an ability and a willingness to compromise and negotiate and to sift through the issues until you find a win-win. So you have to have the right kind of heart in these meetings for them to be effective to build teamwork. The second thing to consider within this meeting is the goal is you want to reach enthusiastic agreement. You don't want to just reach an agreement on these different topics such as, okay, how are we going to handle this child's behavior that we're struggling with? You don't want to just come to an agreement. You want to come to an enthusiastic agreement because that means you have found a win-win where you both feel honored. Both of your styles of parenting is being honored. You're negotiating. You're meeting in the middle and you feel like it's a comfortable win-win. You want to watch out for the dynamic of the dominant spouse getting their way and the passive spouse giving in. Both lose out when that is the pattern. So enthusiastic agreement is the key. 
If you have that weekly meeting and you're covering the important topics in your life and you have the goal of let's bounce the ball and meet in the middle and reach an enthusiastic agreement, that more than anything is going to build back a sense of teamwork, a sense of weeness. My wife and I were just talking about this when we just had our meeting Sunday night that it made me feel so close to her because I felt like it made us a team. And so I encourage and challenge you to try this out, a once a week meeting, cover all the important topics, look for that win-win, bouncing the ball and reach that enthusiastic agreement and see how much it can foster the sense of weeness. So again, the six tips for building teamwork in marriage, one is look for all the topics that can pull you apart. Two, look for all the personality traits that may be pulling you apart. Three, look at schedule and how you're spending your time and how that could be pulling you apart. And then four, set up a weekly meeting. Five, in the meeting, cover all important topics for your relationship. And then six, within the meeting, remember, bounce the ball and reach an enthusiastic agreement. Thank you for listening to the Marriage Steps podcast and be sure to tell your family and friends about it. For more marriage resources, go to my website, drwyattfisher.com and be sure to follow me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash drwyattfisher. I post there several times a day. If you believe in this podcast and would like to help me reduce the divorce rate one marriage at a time by keeping it on the air, please consider becoming a monthly supporter by going to patreon.com forward slash marriage steps. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash marriage steps. In that, in, in the in the patreon.com model, there's different membership levels of support. You can be a bronze supporter, which is $15 a month, and then you get a free shout out from me on the show. You become a part of my VIP community on Facebook. If you join as a silver member, that's $30 a month. You get everything from the bronze membership, plus you get two free tickets to my next seminar, the next Total Marriage Refresh. If you become a gold member, that's $60 a month. You get everything from the bronze benefits, plus the silver benefits, plus a free 30-minute phone call with me where we can focus on anything with marriage you want. So those are the different tiers of membership if you're interested. Also, if you are happily married, I would love to have you on the show to hear your story so others can learn from you and be inspired. So if that's you, please email me at info at drwyattfisher.com. And remember, your marriage is a living organism. If you care for it, it will thrive. And if you don't, it will die. The choice is up to you. Take care.